Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Passive House Podcast. I'm Zach Semke, Director of Passive House Accelerator, and we're happy to be sharing a series of bonus episodes recorded in Hamilton, Ontario at the Passive House Canada Conference 2023. These interviews were conducted by Mary James, our Director of Publications, and Michael Ingui, our founder. A big thank you to Euroline Windows for underwriting this special series. Please enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Ingui from the Passive House Accelerator, live at Passive House Canada's conference. I'm Connor Malloy. I'm an educator and builder in Ontario. I teach at George Brown College in our building and renovation post-secondary program. And it's really where we are taking in students out of high school, sometimes second career, we're helping understand the fundamentals of residential single-family construction and with a focus on project management, building science, and understanding how to build healthy and airtight homes. Cool. That's a lot. That's a lot right in there. At its core, the history of the program is to allow students who want to get into building, give them an opportunity to get into construction without pursuing a formal apprenticeship, where you need to have exposure to companies that you have to experience. You had to know contacts and be on job sites and accumulate thousands of hours and mm-hmm. then go and pay for these formalized processes. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that that student in high school, 18, 19, 20, can come into a post-secondary program. They can also get college math and English. We can give them the foundation in stick framing and in trimming and drywall and mudding and all those interior finishes. The thing that's been missing for, I think, the last 5, 15 or since I was younger, is a focus on the envelope. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that as we're teaching students about uh, light frame construction and sheathing and putting in windows, we're also showing them how to put on membranes. We're talking about continuity. We have building science classes to explain the physics, but if they're not touching tapes and membranes and stapling and blur testing, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. So we need to make sure that they understand how to build well and and get it from start to finish. I mean, if you think about uh, even just the talk that was at lunchtime today, yeah. where you know, I, 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 as soon as they said it, I sent myself a note that right now we've got you know something like a a couple of hundred projects coming through the U.S. right now at least that are certified passive houses, and that they're expecting thousands to occur that way because of where all the codes are going yeah. across uh, all of North America. Yeah, that's going to need some some people to really have the skill sets. <clears throat> to do that, but also it's a it's a whole brand new market that people can really think about for. Um, I, I, yeah, I think so. Like when I grew up, the people on job sites, your your dad or your uncle had to be a contractor or, or your mom, and you had to be largely big and strong to lift lumber all day and climb up on ladders and huck bundles of shingles. And I think for students now coming through to see there are different careers in construction. And if you are maybe smaller and you like analytical A-type detailing, mm-hmm. you could be an envelope specialist. Yeah. If you like the physics and the science and the diagnostics, you can have a diagnostic company. Get a, get a blower door, get a thermal imaging camera, get a drone, and you're halfway there to all the equipment to start going doing building evaluations. So I think there's lots of careers in the building past just outside in the freezing cold, framing houses all winter. That's huge. That's huge. Um, so, what got you interested in it? You know, what, what, what's your journey uh, so, like? You know, from from where you kind of started to where you are now. Yeah. So, for me, I grew up in a building business. My family has run a design build residential construction business since 1979. So, I was I was a kid who was lucky enough to be on sites when I was in high school. My dad would pull me out of school 
if they're doing something fun, like taking a roof off a home, I'd come out of school for the day and go to the site. That's cool. And see what that was like, which was really exciting. Yeah. I decided I liked the design side of, of residential more than I liked the construction. So I went to school for interior design. And that was really nice for me. That was interiors and envelopes. And that was building furniture. And I missed being involved in residential. Came out of school. Didn't really know what side of residential I wanted to be in. So I did landscape architecture for a year. And then did interior architecture for about six months. And I, what I did not like so much was sitting at a desk doing CAD all day for 16 hours a day. And I missed being on sites and seeing the things physically built. So I went back to work for my dad a bit out of school, learned how to manage projects and how the money worked in the business, how we did lending, financing, scheduling. And I realized at that point I needed a bit more education to be able to lead myself in the next career. And I went back to school again. And I went to school for interdisciplinary design strategy. And this is a school that really teaches you how to be a problem solver. And for me, that was really interesting. Building residential is all about mixing different trades, structural framing HVAC to build a product. And this is a school where they brought in 10 students only and one from every discipline. So one from architecture, interior, structural engineering, bio, uh, a biologist, a mathematician, computer science. We all learned how to exchange tool sets and solve complex problems. That's cool. It was really fun. I mean, that, it was really that, that'd be like something you wouldn't want to graduate from. No. <laughs> so what we did yeah. is every year the school would be hired by a client. And that year they were hired by the government of Costa Rica specifically their, their, their housing division mm-hmm. or, house, or uh, municipal housing and affairs. We went down there for a month and worked with local communities to research what type of housing they were needing in these communities. And we come up with architectural solutions and then workshop them down, down there doing charrettes and then built physical models. And some of that went on to be built down years after we left. That's cool. So that was pretty addictive to get into, I guess, like international architecture. Yeah, yeah. So we did that for a while. Then I got into working with uh, international development companies doing um, aid structures in southern Sudan uh, and in parts of South America. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was really fascinated by you know, green architecture and green interior design, which I felt limiting because it was only focused on interior finishes and whether the flooring was made of bamboo or not. Mm-hmm. But I struggled to see the link between energy efficiency and airtightness mm-hmm. and energy efficiency and mechanical design mm-hmm. or even fenestration and orientation. Mm-hmm. So that led me to kind of look at working for builders in Ontario that were specializing in progressive building and green building at that point 10 years ago. And I got back into renovating again because I missed working with single family homeowners who had real challenges, real needs. We can come up with sensitive solutions and then help them achieve a home that was healthy, beautiful and, and built well. Cool. So I also know you from the wall competition. It's very cool. I've seen it from multiple angles and from everywhere that I've seen it. It's just so collaborative, so good. And you're, you're, you're getting these young kids and teaching them things and having them experience things that they'll never unlearn. So um, tell me more about it. Yeah, sure. So it all comes from, I got out of building in, in education five years ago. And what I saw from teaching skilled trades is we need an outlet to support they're great ideas. And design schools, architecture schools, have these fantastic competitions and events because they have physical, beautiful things they're creating. Mm-hmm. And we wanted a place to celebrate kind of the nerdy ideas in the world. And that's often in built assemblies and details and mm-hmm. your, your window installation details, um, how you do concealed troughs, all these little things that we sweat the details around. I wanted a place um, that a student can go and celebrate and show their ideas and get rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. 
So we collaborated with a colleague in the U.S., which is Trevor Brungart from Catalyst Construction. They had this amazing competition during COVID for builders during the initial lockdown to have a like a, an assembly competition. Mm-hmm. It's really a pissing contest around mm-hmm. who are the coolest ideas. Yeah, and we wanted to make, make that one for students. Mm-hmm. So we made this competition. It's now the fourth year, and it invites any student from North America, whether that's high school, public school, shop class, university building science courses, or trade schools like ours. Students can design an assembly that is appropriate for their climate zone, for their labor market, maybe using details they've seen on Pascal's Accelerator, they've seen on the Build Show Network, they've read and find home building, and see whether that is appropriate for their, for their community. That gets submitted, and they're judged by pretty amazing judges. We have amazing sponsors that have come on the past three years. And last year, we gave away almost $20,000 U.S. in cash and educational prizes to students from all over North America. And you've got some pretty incredible judges there as well who seem to put a, a lot of time into it. It uh, is. And, 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 and what's cool is that they actually, I mean, each student seems to have gotten some really good actual critique. You're absolutely right. So aside from the cash and the prizes, the review you get from, so Christian, Christian Williamson in the U.S., trying to get some Canadian representation with Sean St. Amore out in Vancouver, We've added some judges this year in Climate Zone 8 in Fairbanks, Alaska to get some differentiation. Last year we had uh, Ben Bogey, a builder out of the Northeast. We had Jake Bruton, a builder out of Missouri. State Basic, an architect out of the East Coast. Um, Emily Mottram. Um, in the past we've had also analysis by Chris Magwood doing uh, embodied carbon analysis. Um, we had Enrico doing therm modeling um, out of uh, EMU Systems in Colorado. So. These students get basically little articles written on their work by all these amazing people. Yeah, Even I mean, Mike Gurton was a judge last year. Um, amazing review. It's cool. These are detailed articles that people are writing on their work. But the great thing about the feedback is all this is open source. You can go back and look at the past three years of competition. All the judges' comments are still there on all the work. And you can see how they've scored individual submissions to see how a builder might evaluate that submission, how mm-hmm. an architect might evaluate that submission, and how an energy evaluator or building scientist might, might look at that too. Cool. Yeah, no, I have to say it, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, and, and I know that you're trying to grow it, and I, and I see it as something at will, and uh, that's a lot of fun. So <clears throat> a couple of final questions. But the first one is, you know, what do you need? What, what, are, you, what are you hoping happens? Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking for the next year or two years? You know, what, what, what are you working on? So what we're working on, like a personal note at the college, is trying to really evolve how we're trying to teach applied building science. So less theoretical, but more about how do we get every student in our program, including HVAC and electrical, to understand how we build a continuous, well-built envelope and making sure every student knows how to run a basic blower door test, they can check diagnostics. If we can achieve that in our school, that would be fantastic. If we can then support other schools to understand how to do this in their own program, even if your program might not require teaching envelope diagnostics or building envelopes, I think this is a critical part to teach because we all need airtight structures to achieve passive details or even pretty good house metrics. But, But no one's really teaching it at a large scale because it's not required by a lot of programs. Mm-hmm. So what we love to see is schools reaching out to manufacturers of membranes they can get donations, applying for grants to be able to buy blow door testing tools and diagnostic tools, 
And if you are an architecture practice or you were a builder or you're a materials manufacturer, it is often hard for individual teachers to reach out to you. You know where they are. Look at your local school. Get in touch with whoever is in the building division or the architecture division or the, the, the skilled trade division and ask them if they need help. Because mm-hmm. often those teachers have a lot on their plate to manage, mark, communicate, and they might not know who you are or know that you might want to support them. So anyone who wants to support skilled trades and architecture and building, get in touch with those people and see how you can help them. That's exciting. That's yeah. cool. If sure. you, yeah, so if you haven't seen the site or looked at applying or passing it off to a student who might be interested in looking at a wall assembly competition, it is wallassembly.com, wallassembly.com. Um, entries are open until next until the middle of May, and every year we launch in April. So if you can't apply this year, we will be here next year, and we look forward to your submission.